This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it's Rebecca and Tara and I actually have a mystery author that we're going to be chatting with today and we're really excited and we have with us uh, Jonathan Whitelaw. He is an author, award-winning journalist and broadcaster. He writes cozy mysteries starring a mother and son-in-law detective duo set in the Lake District of the UK. The Bingle Hall Bingo, sorry, the Bingo Hall Detectives will be released in North America in January. And welcome to our show, Jonathan. We're so happy to have you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a it's a delight. Glad to be here. <laughs> Great, thank you. So when you told us a little bit about your background, I was really fascinated about your journalism and your broadcaster experience. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and then also tell us about your book? Certainly. Um, I... Uh... I've worked as a journalist um, nonstop, pretty much, uh, eight days a week for the past 10 years, nine, 10 years, uh, until I moved from the UK over to uh, Alberta, here in Alberta. And um, before that, I worked in politics, actually. I was a, a, a media advisor for an MSP in the Scottish Parliament um, before moving back to, to journalism. I studied psychology. Uh, I read psychology at university, and it became pretty clear towards the end of my my undergraduate degree that I wasn't going to be clad in tweed uh, and sitting around listening to everybody's problems <laughs> and, the, and the weird thing is my my wife's a, a psychiatrist so I, I think it's uh, read, read into that you can imagine what our dinner table uh, conversations are like um, but uh, yeah I mean I left university um, my, my, my parents are from a, a journalism background. Uh, I, I freelanced for a little bit. I got a chance to work in the Scottish Parliament, which was fantastic on the sort of um, the, the, on the darker side of, of, of politics. And then uh, when I left there after about 14 months, I went into journalism and uh, pretty much haven't stopped since. It's been, uh, it's been great. It's, it's a wonderful job. And I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I've been very lucky to, to, to be a journalist for as long as I, I have been in this modern era. And now, obviously, I'm I'm writing full time. Yeah. Okay, but let me just jump in and ask: Are your politics in Scotland are they better or worse than the U.S.? Oh, uh, I, I <laughs> listen. It's, we, we're put it this way: we're not living in a golden age of, of global politics. I, yeah. I won't I won't get into it too uh, too deeply, but it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very very different. It's very very strange, particularly when you work in it. I mean, you know, I I worked in it between 2010 and 20. 12 um and that was you know it feels like a, a thousand years ago now compared to everything that's happened you know since um but it's i mean i don't think i don't think anybody could have predicted i certainly couldn't have predicted that when i left politics that that, that global the global political stage would be would be shaped in the way that it has been in the past sort of 10 10 years or so uh, and funnily enough in in, in my second novel a uh, hell corp which came out in 2018 um, one of the it's about it's about the uh, the, the devil solving murders, um, and one of the the lines at the start in the first well, sorry I think it's the second chapter um, talks about Donald Trump, 
Um, <laughs> and this was long before, long before uh, there was any sort of iteration that he was uh, not only going to run for the White House, but get in. Um, so I, I, <laughs> that, I, I, that, that's what happens when you when you side with the dark side, I think, is uh, you, you start putting things out into the ether and then lo and behold, they happen. I should start writing about uh, the lottery. Um, and lot of winning, <laughs> winning lottery tickets and, and try, try and see if it still works. But yeah, yeah, very, a very, very strange decade. <laughs> okay, so tell us about the Bingo Hall Detectives specifically then. Certainly. Um, so the Bingo Hall Detectives, it stars uh, Jason and Amita, who are a, a son-in-law and mother-in-law um, sleuthing duo uh, running around Cumbria in the, in the Lake District in the UK. Um, the... Amita is a 70-year-old, a spry 70-year-old, a pillar of the of the community. You know, she's a member of the, the Bingo Hall, uh, Bingo Club, beg your pardon, and the WI and any any good cause that's happening locally. Um, she's uh, she's very much a part of it. And her son-in-law, Jason, is an out-of-work journalist. Um, <laughs> so who's who's been who's been laid off, been made redundant after the local newspaper um closed out. So where where we join them, uh, the the relationship's quite fractious. Um, to say the least, and uh, they they team up when one of Amita's uh, bingo club colleagues is found dead behind her uh, house, and Amita suspects it might not be something as simple as a, a fall off a, a stepladder, and that there might be something a little bit more sinister to it. And the pair of them set about using all their skills, all their acumen, and all of their uh, conflict for each other to get to the get to the bottom of the mystery yeah and that's um that's pretty much it i hope i haven't spoiled it i i i, I always worry no. when, I, I i always panic when i get asked to to to, to you know, do a synopsis of one of my books that i end up giving something away no no you haven't yeah and that's one of the things tara and i talked about in advance we thought our questions to you are going to be very sort of generic and in a sense so that we didn't we don't spoil any of the story for everybody, but I will say, and I, Tara and I both agreed on this. We loved like the humor in the book oh and I, and I do love the conflict between the two main characters and the humor. Just yeah. brilliant. Lovely. That's very kind of you. I, yeah. I, I've always, I've always, I've always loved that. I've always been drawn to, to, to books and, and cinema and, and TV where you have two characters, particularly main characters who, who don't get on quite frankly <laughs> and it's it's i always i always love a dynamic of that sort of relationship you know i i grew up um i grew up watching things like uh, the lethal weapon movies and of course that that you know that relationship between danny glover and mel gibson's characters it mellows over the movies but certainly in the first one you know they really really don't get on they're they're, they're chalk and cheese and and um i think that's always stuck with me is that i love that i love having that sort of conflict between the two the two main characters, the two lead characters, and, and uniting them to for, for one sort of common goal. Um, and obviously with the mother-in-law, son-in-law relationship, it's like these are two completely different people who probably wouldn't get on and probably wouldn't hang around with each other if they didn't have that sort of mutual, that mutual person in, in the middle, like a Venn diagram. Um, yeah. And a, But they do and they have to because they're family. And and, and yeah, I, it, it's... It, 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 that's really where the story sort of came from was that relationship. I, I, I built everything around the, the two, the two characters really. Well, I, um, I loved the relationship between Jason and Amita, uh, Jonathan, but I found I've that relationship between a man and his mother-in-law is not one that's often explored Yeah. in this kind of literature. Like if it is, it's the, 
like the ugly side of yeah. it and yeah. not them working as a pair. So what's, what was the inspiration? Well, I, I, it's, it's strange because um, you're right. It's, I, I, think the, I think the sort of generic, the generic thought and the generic place to go to when it comes to a man and his mother-in-law is, is one of utter conflict and, and endless conflict. And it's the butt of an awful lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you've, got, you've got comedians who've made whole careers out of making mother-in-law jokes, haven't you? Um, <laughs> usually not very funny ones as, as it happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I, th- I think the, I, I, I've always been fascinated by, um, by almost fate and, and, and fate throwing people together and and you know finding yourself in a in a position where you know had it not been you know I'm, I'm not I'm not a great philosopher as you could probably tell I'm not a great <laughs> philosopher um but you know I, I I love that I love that life in general tends to throw people together who who might necessarily never never have met through any other circumstance other than mm-hmm. for example marriage yeah. um and I've been saying since the book came out I, six six months ago it came out it came out in April in the UK six months ago and it's obviously as, as we mentioned it's out in the new year um, and I've been saying all that time that it's absolutely not based on the relationship that I've got with my mother-in-law um, <laughs> because quite frankly if my mother-in-law and I teamed up to, to solve a murder there would be two more murders namely <laughs> ours and, and the, the, the murdering each other you know uh, so we won't, we won't be doing that anytime soon the book is dedicated to my mother-in-law though I I, I, yeah, I dedicated it to her because I, it, I because I wanted to mostly but um but you know, it's I couldn't. I don't think I could get away with not writing about a mother-in-law, and not dedicated to my own one. Yeah. So, so she I was agree. delighted. She, she, was, she was delighted when she found that out. Yeah. So we, you earned points with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that. I mean, that's the thing. I, I've known you know, my my wife and I have been together ten years. We've been married four. Um, so it's you know, it, 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 we've got a very very good relationship. My mother-in-law and I. She's coming yeah. out. Actually, she's coming out to, to Canada. She stays in Northern Ireland. She's she's from Northern Northern Ireland. Uh, so she's again, she's very very different to to, to Amateur in terms of yeah. like you know geography and stuff. Although oddly, um, funnily enough, a you know Amita's she's second generation immigrant from India. Um, she grew up in Sheffield in the UK before moving north to to, to Penrith where the book's set. Um, and I got a it was it was a review I think not long after the book came out in the UK. Um, who said uh, the reviewer said that uh, she actually thought Amita was very Irish sounding, and of course oh. that wasn't my that wasn't my intention because they're they're very geographically different and socially different the, the yeah. places that that they, that they happen. But of course, my my actual my real life mother in law is uh, is is Northern Irish, so I thought that was I thought that was probably pretty telling about my subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I yeah, I, I hadn't. I mean, again, I hadn't. It what it wasn't like. I didn't go out of my way to, to, to not model it to not model Amateur on, 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 on my mother in law. Um but I guess it's one of these things that sometimes sometimes these things will just invariably come out in your writing when you, yeah. when you least expect it. There there is there is one there is one part of the book uh, that is based on on my mother in law. Um and it's the nickname, it's Amateur's nickname, so so her nickname in the book is the Sheriff of Penrith. <laughs> um, because she's involved in everything, and and you know Jason uses it in, in a semi, you know, in a semi derogatory, semi um, affectionate manner, and we call uh, my wife and I call uh, 
my mother-in-law, the sheriff of Mary. So she's from a she's from a village <laughs> called Mary, a very, very small fishing village called Mary. And that's I thought, you know what, that's a that's a fantastic title. I love that. I'm going to use that. So yeah. she was she was probably paid her twenty five pounds in in, uh, in copyright <laughs> fees and uh, and asked never to mention it again. <laughs> that's brilliant. So I'm going to ask a little bit about your process too before we move on, Jonathan. So when you started the book. Did you, so no, I'm not going to put, we're not going to put any spoilers out there, but did you know who the murderer was when you started writing the book and then worked that way? Or do you work the other way? Did you start the book not knowing and work towards the murderer? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's interesting actually, because when, whenever I start a book, whenever I start a project, what I'll do is, um, mostly mostly for my own head to 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 make sure that i know and and tend to follow what's what's going on um i'll usually write a two-page synopsis of the whole book um so sort of key moments you know little clues as to what's going to lead up to 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 the reveal and stuff like that and and maybe red herrings as well Um, and usually what happens is if i'm on contract um then i'll send that to my agent and then that goes to the publisher to make sure that they're they're obviously happy with it um but I, I use that as a, as a guide when I sit down to write it. Now, usually what happens is, I mean, that it'll be, it'll be a two-page, maybe 500 words tops. Um, so there's a lot of gap in between getting to those key points. And I never, ever map those out because I always find that I work a lot better as a writer uh, when those things just sort of happen, just sort of happen organically. I know a lot of writers who will map everything out on spreadsheets and on um you know, various programs and it's every yeah. little, de- they've pretty much written the book already mm-hmm. across across different programs before they actually sit down to write it, you know, in Google Docs or what have you. Um, but I don't work that way. I, as long as I've got it mapped out in terms of, um, in terms of how we start, you know, the middle, the red herrings, the clues and all the rest of it, then I just let everything else between there come out as I write it. Um, interestingly, uh, for this, um, for this book, again, without doing any spoilers, uh, I actually changed uh, a fairly major element of the role of the killer um, oh. when I sat down to write it. So it was a very, very different. It was a very, very different setup um, when I when I first planned it out, uh, and I got to the I got to the the sort of you know the, the sort of last quarter, last third of the of the novel when I was writing because I write it sequentially, yeah. um, and I thought actually, do you know what? This might work a bit better. Um, Very so, cool. so I did it, I did it. And I thought I panicked. I thought, Oh my God, I've, I've already said to the pub, I've already said to the publisher that this isn't the case. But then I thought to myself, well, you know, if they don't like it, then they'll, they can come back to me and tell me and I can always change it. But this is, yeah. this has just come to me. This little idea has just come to me. Why don't I change it to this? And then we'll see how we go. And they loved it. They, they thought it was great. They thought it, they thought it made it better. And, and, yeah. and that's the, so that, you know, the, what you read now is, is the, is the changed role of it. There was a little bit of rewriting I had to do just in terms of, in terms of the logistics of it, again, without going into too many spoilers or anything. Um, but, I was yeah, I, and I've never done that before. That's that's never ever happened before when I've when I've been writing uh, writing novels. I've I've never ever been in that position where I thought, oh, could I change this sort of three quarters of the way through the book? Um, I'm glad I did though. I'm I'm really really glad yeah. I did. But I think that's the, you know, that's that's kind of the journalist in me. It's particularly being an online journalist is that you know you've got to be flexible. You've got to be. 
you, you've got to be able to go with the flow. You've got to you've got to be willing to change these things if you think it's going to be for the better. So I was I was grateful. I was grateful for all that 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 training that I'd got as a as a journalist to be able to to have the courage to go ahead and do something like this because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could have spent weeks months debating whether to do it and end up not doing it and and I th- I think it was for the better but yeah. but I would say that I wrote it <laughs> <laughs> well when we're offline you're gonna have to tell Tara and me yeah. about that because we I, we definitely want to know how you change yeah. that so Absolutely. but 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 the readers will just have to read your book and then ask us later so we'll we'll, we'll fill them in <laughs> <laughs> well deal yeah, and Jonathan, I have to ask this because I was fascinated by the chapter titles, and and I because I often don't, I sort of forget to read chapter titles, but then I went back and I went, wait a minute, and then I started reading them, and I thought, wait a minute, they have nothing to do with the story, like I don't get it, and so I Google searched it, yep. and so I wondered if you've had any feedback uh, from your non-British readers, but now that I think about it, I don't, is it only out in the UK, and then. Yeah. So, so have you, did you have reaction about that or does, or is that a, something that everybody in the UK knows and, and follow-up question, are you a bingo player? Um, so I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you guys. It's a, it surprised me how many people have picked up on it. Um, both from, from exactly, you know, your perspective going, I didn't, I didn't get that or, Actually, mm-hmm. do you know what? That's that's what it is. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think we're spoiling it if we say that the the, the, yeah. the, the, the titles of the chapters are named after the calls for the numbers mm-hmm. in bingo. So, for example, the, the first chapter is called Kelly's Eye, which is for number one. Uh, you've got things like Two Little Ducks, which is twenty-two. I think. Now, I didn't. I, I in, in a very very sort of segue into your second question, I. I'm not an avid bingo player. However, my grandmother was yeah. um, to the point probably of addiction, actually. And uh, she used to take my my brother and I to, uh, <laughs> to to bingo if we were staying over with her on like a, a Thursday or Friday night or something at, during the, the school holidays. Um, and we would go down there and she would go, she would, I mean, like, you know, my, my grand, bless her. She's, she's, she's gone now. She's, she's, she's been, uh, she passed away about a decade ago, I think. Um, but I mean, any game of bingo that was going, she would she would be there, you know. And that's the thing; it's it's now it's mega money, you know. You can you can go oh, to yeah. you can go yeah. to these things and, and be winning winning jackpots and millions and millions of dollars, millions and millions of pounds. And um, but my I mean, my grand bless her, she used to she used to sit and play games for you know under five pounds. She would play any game of bingo. She just loved it. She loved it so much. Yeah. Um, and I've got I've got fond memories of, of being at the bingo with her, and I've got not so fond memories of being at the bingo with her because that was the thing back then. It was the nineties when I was growing up, and they didn't have the smoking ban in the UK, yeah, yeah, so, or indeed anywhere. Um, so you used to like the the one that she used to take us to was a little club that was at the base of her sort of retirement block, um, and you would open up the door, and I kid you not, the wall of smoke would would hit you. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, you wouldn't be able to see across the room because the, the the smoke was so thick. And she would happily take, you know, me being whatever, 10 years old, my brother being three years old, four years old. Yeah. And we would sit there. But then again, you didn't, that was the thing, you didn't know any better back then. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was a, yeah. it was a very, very different time. But um, I, I, it's, it, yeah, I mean, the, the, the bingo title chapters, uh, that, was a, that was an idea from my wonderful editor, Jen. Uh, yeah. who, who's 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 fantastic, and and she thought, why don't we why don't we title the title the chapters after the bingo calls? 
And when I Google searched them, I read them all because I was fascinated because in the U.S. they just say B14. They don't give you. Mm -hmm. They just do it in such a boring way. And I thought, I love this British way that they do it. (laughs) And I just want to say, I also grew up going to bingo with my Hungarian grandmother, who was also pretty addicted with my mother. And the same thing with the smoke. So totally understand what you're talking about. Absolutely that. Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it wasn't... Fond, like I said, fond memories and not so fond memories. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't think it helped my ass, my any. But you know what? I got <laughs> I got to spend time with my grand and my brother. So it's, it's every cloud, as they say. <laughs> I will join the club. I grew up in Newfoundland in the seventies, and I had the same experience with my yeah. grandmother. And it was yeah, yeah. the same one that was on the Saturday night bingo was at the. Yep. I think it was one of the theaters on Broadway, and you opened up the doors, and it just. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that that was the yeah. thing, like the, the little club room that they had where, where my grand played, they had windows uh, that looked out onto a corridor because it was within the it was within the main building. And I mean, you know, I don't think those win- those windows had ever been cleaned. They, 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 <laughs> they were thick with tar. You know, you could have you could have repaved your uh, your driveway with with the tar that you scraped off of those things. But yeah, it was um it turned out to be an education, as as we've yeah. uh, as you know, had it not happened, I probably wouldn't be sitting here chatting to you guys now. So there you go. It, it, it's, there you go. It's fake. It's <laughs> fake. There you are. <laughs> okay, so I loved Jason and Amita and the Bingo Hall group. Yeah. Amita's friends were also mm-hmm. amazing. I cannot remember the character. The, there's a deaf character. Right? Oh, Ethel. Oh, Ethel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love Ethel so much. <laughs> as soon as she appeared on the page, I just, um, I, I could not stop laughing every time. I loved Ethel. Yeah. So will we see more of Jason and Amita and the Bingo Hall group in the future? Uh, well, it, for at least one more book. Um, Excellent. Which Ooh, is good. out in the, uh, which is out in April, uh, in the UK in April. Um, I don't have a okay. uh, uh, North America a release date for that one at the moment but I, as soon as I do I will let you know um so I I've, I've written the first draft of it it's with uh, my publisher I'm just waiting on the edits coming back um and uh, it's 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 been an experience it's been it's been quite <laughs> I'll be honest it's been the hardest thing that I've ever written because oh. I firmly believe that the the bingo hall detectives is the absolute best thing I've ever written and as is always the case within within the book industry, within publishing, is that write the best thing you've ever written and then a year later you've got to go and do it again. Not yeah. only mm-hmm. not only again, but do it better. Um funnily enough, I was I was back in the UK um I, for the Bloody Scotland Festival in Stirling. Mm-hmm. Across, it was the, the middle of September. And uh, my publisher was there. She 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 came up, Jen came up. Um my, my editor's Jen, who's who's also the, the publishing director of, of Harper North, which is the imprint that imprint of Harper Collins that the book's out with and um, we were talking about it and I said this to her and I said it's like it's the hardest thing I've had to write because I'm so so proud of the Bingo Hall Detectives as a, mm. as a sort of career landmark um, and a lot of that's to do with the collaboration that I've had with with her with the publisher and I said to her I was just perfectly honest and I've, I've said this to everyone I'll tell you guys as well it's like a lot of it is wanting to repay the faith that that the publisher has shown in in mm. me as a writer um you, you know to to to, to let me to, to give me the to give me the confidence to go out and do something like this and come up with these characters and do horrible things to them and do mm. not so horrible things to them and and I said that to her I said look you know it, it's it's been a pressure that I felt that a uh, that I wasn't quite expecting um and I'm don't get me wrong it's a really really lovely problem to have you know and 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 and, and, and 
acutely aware we're talking about politics and things like that. Acutely aware that the world is 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 full of actual problems and real problems. Um, but I was just honest, and 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 I've been honest with everyone that is that I was so so proud of the Bingo Hall Detectives. Remain so proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just wanted to do a really really good job with those characters with a with a brand new story. So it's written. The the the, the first okay. draft's written. I'm just waiting on the edits coming back, and 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 it'll be it'll be ready for it'll be ready for April. That's great. That's great news. I look Thank forward you. to it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, same here. Because I I love the characters too. Many of the characters that. Um, especially Ethel was hilarious, yeah, and so even the, the I can't think of again her name, but the snarky one, that oh, one. Yeah. She just really well, jo- jo- Georgie Littlejohn. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think there's a, I can't remember if it made it into the made it into the book, but there's a line there's a line that I wrote certainly, and it, and it really got my head around that character was that Georgie Littlejohn is the type of woman that you have to say both her names. You know, she, she, she's, the, she's, she's that type of person who insists on being named fully. You know, if it's if, if you don't call her Georgie Little John, it'll be uh, Mrs. Little John. You know, that's the that's the um, yeah. So they're all back. They 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 they're all they, they're all Excellent. back. They're all back in the new one. So Great. It's, it's been it's been good fun. Well, you just referenced the conference that you were at, the Bloody Scotland, and I wanted you to talk about that because interestingly, my favorite mystery writer Sarah Peretsky did a virtual. Uh, yes. presentation there and I didn't see it but I just I love her and I was excited to see her part of that so can you talk about it because it sounded like a fantastic conference certainly um it's it was the 10th anniversary this year I've um I've been lucky to be a part of it for the last four years um and I also do bloody Scotland it's a charity and it's 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 based in Stirling which is right in the center of Scotland they do usually it's sort of three days over over the sort of middle of September, a weekend in the middle of September. Four days this year, just because it was the tenth anniversary, um, and it's very, 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 very well attended, both online and in real life, um, and very, very highly thought of by uh, crime and mystery writers across uh, across the world. Actually, you know they've they've had some they've had some incredible guests over the years. Um, Sarah Peretsky, as, as, as you mentioned, uh, Stephen King was at it last year. Um, oh. We had uh, who else has there been? With Jeffrey Archer was at it this year. Ian Rankin, obviously everyone everyone knows Ian Rankin. He's he's a sort of regular. Val McDermott, she wasn't there this year, but um, you know, very much celebrated. And it's always it's all it's always really really good fun. It, it the way that it's it's very very laid back. It's a very very laid back festival, and it's across sort of three venues in Stirling. And Stirling is all that big a city, um, and it always feels. It always feels like a bit of a reunion for people when when they go, and it's also at that time of the year as well. It's sort of September. It always kind of feels like you know you're going back to, to college. It's mm-hmm. it's got that kind of feel that you've not seen people since the since the end of term, and you go back and meet. Um, it's uh, so yeah. I I've been I've been lucky to be a part of it. Whether it's been a uh, hosting panels, uh, or I was on, I was on, I was a guest on a panel this year as well as hosting. Um, and they do they do a monthly book club as well. Which uh, which runs on on Facebook. Um, in fact, it was it was it was today. Uh, the 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 the, the uh, September one was, was today. And it was really really good, and I'm and I'm privileged to be a part of that as well. So I, I'm I, yeah. I, it's 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 really really nice to be a part of it as much as I am because I sort of straddle it as both an author and as a as a as a media person because they always ask me to to host something which I love doing. Yeah. Um, but it was really, really nice to be asked to be a panelist this year, just on the back of obviously the Bingo Hall Detectives coming out. And it was, it was, it was. You know, funnily enough, um, it was really, really weird because I had to keep biting my tongue while I was on the while I was on stage <laughs> because I had this tendency to to 
you know, I, I kept trying to revert back to host mode by going, all right, oh, I think someone wants to ask a question there or well, what do you think of this and forgetting that I wasn't the host. So it was a, I spent the sort of 40, 50 minutes there sweating buckets, sweating bullets, making sure that I didn't see anything out of turn. Whereas when I'm the host, I can see what I like. It's, it's great fun, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I would encourage everyone to do it. They, like I said, they do a sort of hybrid model of it now where you get a lot of online-only events, which are always fantastic, and you can catch up with it and stuff. And, and the numbers the numbers for the festival just grow and grow and grow, and they have done for the last couple of years, which is lovely to see. I mean, it's, it's, the, same with, it's the same with most book festivals. I think everywhere, you know, everyone's sort of struggled after after the, the, the pandemic and all the lockdowns and things like that. And it's, it's just really, really nice to be able to get back get back meeting people to talk about books that's 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 essentially what it comes down to okay can i ask since you mentioned her name val mcdermott she is my like she and sarah Preski are my two top favorites right. have you ever met her because i just think she's incredible i like, have i have oh, i've had i've had the tell privilege. me something about her oh my gosh um what, what can i what can <laughs> i tell you about val that she won't she won't want my guts for garters um <laughs> Val McDermott is probably one of the most intelligent people I think I've ever met in my life. And wow. she's, she's so clever that you feel more intelligent just being in the same room as her. Um, but I, I actually always think that she's she, she's so approachable. She's, she's really, really approachable. And I really, really hope she doesn't take offense to this, but I find her to be very, very grandmotherly. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not, that's, I'm not having, yeah, it's not, it's not an age thing. I'm not saying that, yeah. but she, she does have this really, really welcoming manner about her. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to, to be honest, like that, that's the thing, like particularly someone at bloody Scotland and, and these sorts of festivals, you realize that, that writers are just, are just other human beings, you know, they're just exactly the same. It's, it's, they, they, they'll go to the bar the same way that any, any anybody else. I always, I always find it absolutely a uh, remarkable, um, like after events, invariably you'll get, you guys will know this, you'll get like a signing session um, with the author. And, you know, I'll sit there on, on, on the signing side of the table and people will come up with copies of my books and they're really, really embarrassed. They're, 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 they're like really bashful and sheepish going, oh, you know, would you, would you mind signing this for me, please, Mr. Whitelaw? And I'm like, first and foremost, I'm not Mr. Whitelaw. And secondly, <laughs> it's me who should be sheepish and, and bashful to you guys because you've actually, you've put, you know, you're putting food on my table by, by buying one of my books, which means I get paid. So like, it's always, if anybody's listening to this and they ever think that, you know, oh God, I, I, I really don't want to go up to do, to do a signing session, please do it because that's the thing. We writers absolutely love to talk about books, anybody's books, not just their own. Um, but anybody and everybody's books, and we love to share that, share that, that, that kind of reading because that's the thing. All, all, all good writers, all writers, good and bad, you know, we're all, we're all readers, we're all avid readers. We, we devour, we devour literature of, of any, of any kind. So, come and talk to us. It's, it's, it's always good fun. But it's funny because I'm one of those people that get completely starstruck. So that's why I know really I do. And I am one of those that have a hard time approaching someone. And so, yeah, so it's nice to hear that from you, but it still makes me. I, I, I would always, I would always, I dread to think, I would always dread to think to, to, that someone was terrified to come up and, and, and speak to me about, about my books. I, I, I would think, what have I done wrong? You know, oh, I, I, and, okay. and it's, it's not a, it, you know, I, I, it, that's that's me, you know, that's me assuming that anybody wants to come up and talk to me about my <laughs> book right now, which is maybe maybe pretty arrogant of me, but um, yeah, I, that that's the thing. Yeah, I I I I've been lucky enough to 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 I've been lucky enough to to, to have a, a 
a real go at this as a professional career. And if anybody wants to come up and, and chat, come up and do it. And I would encourage everybody to go and do that to any author, to every author. Um, and if and if you find that you have a bad experience with it, then well, to be honest with you, they don't deserve to have your to have your your, your company and your presence. Mm-hmm. It's it's as simple as that. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to remember that. Thank you. So, Jonathan, before we you leave us, we would love it if you read a little bit from your book as like a little teaser. Absolutely, I certainly certainly would. I've. Um, I just so happen to have a copy in front of me, which is which is uh, which is very very helpful. I'll uh, I'll read from the first chapter if that's okay with you guys. Are you all right with yeah. that? Lovely. Okie doke. Right. So, first chapter. Uh, hopefully, the, there's no other baggage that you have to take with it, and this is just a little flavour of the relationship between Jason and Amateur. So, chapter one, Kelly's eye. We're not Starsky and Hutch. Would you please slow down? Jason gritted his teeth. His mother-in-law was a notorious backseat driver. Too fast, too slow, too close to the curb. Watch out for that cyclist. Wasn't that the turning there? Are we there yet? She had mentioned them all. It should have been a scenic drive through the lakes to the peaceful town of Penrith, not the cannonball run. His grip on the steering wheel tightened. I'm going at the limits, amateur, he said, trying to keep his voice light. I don't care what that thing says. You're going too fast, she fired back. I'd like to be able to see my grandchildren at least one more time, if that's all right with you. Which reminds me, do you drive like a maniac with them in the car and I'm not here? Does your wife know about your lead foot? I know where I'd like to put my lead foot, he muttered. What? Nothing, he sighed. Silence descended in the car. Jason had been spending a lot of time with his mother-in-law recently, and it wasn't through choice. It wasn't that he disliked her. Amata Catri could be a very warm and generous woman when she chose to be. It was when she chose not to be that he had a problem. With everything that had been going on, he had enough problems to worry about. Bugger, did I bring my glasses, she said, reaching for her handbag. They're on your head, said Jason, concentrating on the road. So they are, she tutted. Rats, have I brought my pen? Front pocket of your bag. Yes, so it is, she said, finding our bingo blotter. Now, I can't remember if I have the money to pay Georgie for that magazine subscription. You've a rolled up tenner and put it in the pocket of your cardigan. Amata patted her tummy where the pocket was. She cocked an eyebrow at Jason. Anyone would think you were spying on me. He thought about answering her back. He thought about seeing how she'd spent the last hour before leaving the house, going through a, through a very vocal checklist, as if she was packing for an attempt on Everest rather than an evening at the Penrith Bingo Club. He thought about telling her that he'd missed most of the news and all of the weather because of the racket she'd be making. Jason thought about lots of things before deciding it wasn't worth it. Just looking out for my favourite mother-in-law, he said with forced chirpiness. And if I believe that, I'll believe anything, she snorted, a hint of a smile behind her frown. Thank you uh, for sharing that with us too, Jonathan. I loved hearing it being read in your voice. I loved it. You know, it it's such a it was such a wonderful opening because you immediately get that relationship. You just feel that, and it's funny, and it's there, but it's contentious, but it's but it's loving, and <laughs> I loved it. It, it. it was it was something that I really wanted to to hit the ground running with, and and as we've chatted before, it's it's um, uh, yeah, the, the the story is about the. The story's about the relationship between those two and, and everything else sort of hangs on that. And I really, really wanted the, the opening chapter um, to reflect that. And and hopefully, hopefully that's that's what happened. And um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm delighted with it. 
Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm so glad that we connected with you. And Jonathan, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, when the second book comes out next year, or when it's available to all of us here in, in the United States and Canada, we would love to have you back. A pleasure. I'd love to be back. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading.